1: Oh yeah That's nice That is nice
0: I like that, me. yes I
2: do
1: This isn't what we were looking for to start the show off with music wise, but we'll take it Welcome <laughs> to ladies and gentlemen <laughs> to the AfterBuzz TV Studios Intelligence After Show Episode 7 Size, size matters. matters
2: Size Matters, because yes it does
1: Because no matter what she tells you, size matters <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan Hooks, coming at you live from the studio. Joining me today on the panel, as always, we have the lovely, the glassless, Miss Yael Teagle. Hello,
3: everyone.
1: Always bearded. Never, I don't, I got nothing. Uh, Mr. Lem Gonzalez. What up? I couldn't even get past the beautiful beard. That's all I <laughs> can stutter You're out. stuck. And it's in stuck. the booth today, Mr. Stephen Lemieux. Yo, yes. what's up, guys? Dropping in the ones and the twos. That's, that's never gonna get old.
2: Can we play, can we play this like the whole, like, episode? Like, this is dope. Just, I like this.
1: This background music. Yeah, be no. dope. And then it's, not. And <laughs> right. fade to black. Oh, oh he
0: came back, came back up.
1: Yes. Uh. Awesome. So, episode seven, size matters. I'm going to have to say right off the bat, this to me has been the best episode to date. Really? To me, overall, as an episode, structurally, with content and acting, best episode to date.
3: Okay. Hmm.
2: I will say it has <laughs> the best characters,
1: best character acting, and I, I
2: think the best character acting. I don't know about the best episode, but definitely okay. best character acting.
1: Machin's return is a very, very close second. Yes. That's just
3: because you're like in love with Machin. Listen,
1: Vic Kingsley is you gorgeous. Know, everybody's and in love with Machin. How can no, you no, just, not be? I'm
3: not saying I'm Come not. On now. I am in love with her as well. I'm saying that's the only reason that's your favorite episode.
1: No, that's not my only favorite.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he can't apparently when he hey, lies. Hey Kingsley,
1: <laughs> you just. Mm. <laughs> anyway, episode seven. She's the truth. Just, she's the truth. She's That's the what truth. It is. That's what it no, is. No, so to me, th- this episode had more for me that I found appealing than any of the other episodes to date, because we got a whole bunch of stuff at Cyber Command in headquarters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a great father-son bonding thing. Got to see Nelson doing his thing, telling jokes. That's why you uh, like uh, got it, because your the, boy Nelson. I got the softer side of Dr. Cassidy. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's why, that's what it is. Yeah, no, that's for what it sure. Is. That's it, is it is all it's about Nelson. Nelson. It is all about Nelson. That's
1: why he likes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. It's all good. I don't know, what did you guys think? It's I, all good. I
3: also really like this episode. I don't know if it was my favorite. Uh, I can't think of a favorite. Um, I don't know why. But I don't have a favorite yet. Uh, but I did really like this episode. There were some things that I wish would have happened differently. Um, but other than Like that, what? We will get there.
1: <laughs> Too soon?
3: Too soon. We'll okay. get there. Um but I, I like this episode a lot.
1: Oh, we'll get there, because size matters. Yes.
3: <laughs> I also, I think, I, best episode title so far.
1: <laughs> Lem, what do you think? <laughs> um,
2: well, I will say that um, I, I did like this episode. Again, I agree with you. I don't know if it's my favorite episode. I do think, I do, very strong characters, including the Nanics. I think that character was dope as a villain. Um, but I will say that I this is the probably one of the first times that, mr gabriel has struggled some and there was some challenges i Mm -hmm. think with what he's capable of doing not you know he wasn't like totally stumped but there were some challenges that i think he did and i think he had to rely on his partner a lot in this episode and she came through yeah she came through a lot Mm -hmm. in this episode so for that alone i will say i did like it
1: yeah there was a lot that this episode gave us um that was him struggling again And he had to use his wit and his intelligence and rely on the people around him to Mm -hmm. help figure these puzzles out instead of just doing the chip thing like he does. Exactly. And he did the chip thing several times. Of course. And that's That's what he does. That's what he does. Right. Yeah. That's fine. But it, it does. It creates... Maybe an inner monologue with him that mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. It's mm-hmm. going to create some turmoil because in the episode he was even compared throughout the episode as like the Frankenstein monster. Right, and, right. You know, he's this like
2: he even compared to himself. Yeah, he did yeah, it he himself. About himself. And, yeah, the freak.
1: Yeah, he's the freak, and he right. was calling himself names and kind of getting down on himself and the technology. So it's creating this inner turmoil within him that I don't know. Do you think maybe this could eventually lead to him not wanting to do this anymore?
3: Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> not that I don't, not that I want that to happen. They'd be great to see the drama, the turmoil. The yeah, yeah, yeah like great. the inner monologue
1: of, of him unfolding where he wants the chip removed because yeah. now he doesn't want to know what Riley did on the weekends. <laughs> As you said in the episode. I saw that. He, yeah, I saw that. He wants to find out on Monday morning like everybody else around the water cooler. Yeah.
2: I will say that this episode did show him kind of being wary of what he's able to do. Um, wary of his, his talent or mm-hmm. gifts or whatever you want to call it. What he is. As you know, this 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 chip being in in his imprinted in his head. He's 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 feeling the effects of that he's not a normal person, and he was challenged in that. Yeah, he was challenged in that. Although, You're not normal.
1: Riley yeah. did kind of help bring it back on pace when she said, "You knew I got a soy latte because right. you know I like soy lattes." She did. The chip she had did. nothing to do with the fact that you knew I got a soy latte when I went to the coffee shop. Right. So, I mean, there's some ups and downs that we're gonna mm-hmm. see, I think, and hopefully they'll start diving into that a little bit. It'd be yeah. good. Because this episode's good. Like I said, they didn't leave headquarters for the most part. Yeah, Everything happened part. at home base. For the most part. I mean, you know, they went to Baltimore, they went to Pennsylvania. Right, right, right. Who cares? But they didn't go, like, to around the world. Yeah, they're in, not in, in 80, they, 80 went out,
3: they went out, grabbed some stuff, and brought it back. Right, right. Like, to go. Great. So yeah. let's
1: talk about the episode. <laughs> so this episode is one of the first times we've seen kind of bringing back that singularity concept in full effect. Because mm-hmm. we saw it the most in the pilot episode, right. where they talked about... You know, this concept of singularity and man versus machine, because the machines in this episode are man-made machines. They're comparing them to a virus, but at the end of the day, they are still a machine that someone has created. Um, So in the plot line, we see uh, the very beginning. Professor Chris Donovan answers his cell phone, drops dead, blood coming out of his ears Mm -hmm. and blood all over the floor and Mm -hmm. in the hospital. And we find out that he's been attacked by these nanites. Um, They're not sure really how it happened or where it came from, but they start diving into it. Uh, and they find that four people have been killed immediately uh, from these little yellow packages that they found in his office. And we also find out that the uh, community that is the scientific intelligence community is the size of my fist. <laughs> that everybody knows everybody. There's right. seven people apparently of, of that, that do this and they're, they're the specialists like, yeah. in the at the field. top of their, exactly. Those yes. are the
3: people that are yeah. at the top of their game. Yeah. I don't know why you're so surprised. Do you think there'd be hundreds of people? Because if that were the case, then these nanites would have been around a long time ago.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm just saying that it's nice to know that if I need some artificial intelligence, I know the six people I need to call. <laughs> well, they're
3: all
2: dead now. Well, what is that, six all. degrees of separation? Yeah. It's just like one. It's six like one degrees degree. of Dr. Cassidy? <laughs> it's just one, one degree. Yeah. One
1: degree, that's it. Oh, <laughs> you know I know him. You know. We went to school together. Right, exactly. Uh, he was my mentor. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we did a project together. <laughs> right, there it is. <laughs> exactly. There it is. Done. So these little yellow boxes, and we find Dr. Cassidy. Again, that's what I liked about this episode, because there was so much, like, emotion and different feelings that we haven't got, Mm -hmm. especially with them. There's some character exploration that we haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. It's not just him being smart and having the answers all the time. Mm -hmm. He's upset about his friend, uh, Dr. Donovan getting killed. And then he's upset about these other people that they find out that he knows. Uh, LaCroix was one of them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They very briefly mentioned at the very beginning of the episode And then we find out that there are more of these boxes that are out there and they are trying to figure out who they are and where to go.
2: Well, I will say, based on what you were just saying, that they've been doing – they have been – um, strategically uh, building different characters at different times in different episodes. A little bit, yeah. So um, we've seen it with some of the other characters and um, kind of what they've dealt with, and then going forward. So I think this was just his turn to have this, his character develop. The, development the Cassidy
1: Nelson, which episode. is why you
2: like it because that's your boy.
1: Dude, Nelson, man. He's a baron all day long. <laughs> yeah. I'll, he he tweets at me sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. All okay. right, all right. <laughs> I'm Handle good. That. We're friends. It's fine. What? There it is.
3: Maybe I'd like him more if he tweeted at me.
1: Maybe you should tweet at him more.
3: Maybe I should. If you tweeted
1: people enough, they'll eventually tweet you back. <laughs> Leave me but, alone. Or you can get
2: locked out like you. Speaking of, in-
1: <laughs> speaking of Twitter, I forgot to talk about this at the very top of the episode. Big shout out to Joseph Ortiz winning our Twitter yeah, contest yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, scripts in the mail. You'll get that soon. Machin's Return, autographed by the folks at the, uh, the episode. Yes. So good for you. He had that Twitter message to us like before you even taking my headphones off. I checked my phone and it was like, oh, oh you got Twitter messages from Joseph Ortiz. <laughs> right. So. He was on it. Shout out that's to him. Yeah. He, was, he was listening to us live. So that's dope. That's the only way to do it. That's dope. how
3: you win a contest. That's how you win a contest.
1: How you listen live, mm-hmm. and then you call in yeah. over <laughs> and over <you> know? again. <laughs> over and over. Ryan Seacrest, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new Ryan in town. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. I would watch
3: that battle.
1: That would be a good battle. He would... He's like a foot shorter than me, though.
3: <laughs> great. <laughs> I
1: is. can take him. <laughs> you could take him. Put him <laughs> on your shoulders.
2: bodyguard now? What's going <laughs> on? So speaking
1: of people that we can take... <laughs> Bryce Tyler, oh yeah. Baltimore native, mm-hmm. scientist extraordinaire, is the next target for this episode. Look at me segueing it again. Nice. That's what I do, bringing stuff back. <laughs> um, we find that one of the cool things that Gabriel can do, as we've learned that he's there's a whole lot of things that he can do, he can turn on somebody's cell from silent to ringer. He can stop stoplights when they're chasing people. Mm-hmm. All kinds of new, great improvements.
3: Yet he can't see the nanites or get into whatever on their wavelength. It's That's something not, really interesting. He's not
1: programmed for that. No, I
3: know. That's. It's just very interesting that he can do all of these things. Then we discover later that he can't get onto the um, SAR signal. Correct. Interesting. He,
1: he I can't, do we're getting, I can't do everything. We're getting there.
3: I got excited. I'm sorry. We're yeah.
1: getting there. We're getting there. It's almost It's coming it's very soon. Yeah. Anyway, Bryce Tyler, uh, protege, <laughs> if you can't see me watching video, I'm making weird hand gestures in the studio. I'm sorry.
2: It's like nerdy and gang gangside or something. Nerdy you know, I,
1: I hold a pen, so I don't move my hand as much, but it doesn't always work when there's yeah. nobody beside me. Right. Yeah. If there's somebody beside me, I'm a lot more controlled. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm glad I have this whole side to myself for the booth. <laughs> anyway, so we find out that he was a protege of Dr. Cassidy's, and he was a very good friend. He was a very intelligent person. Um, They're trying to get a hold of him because they're afraid of this package that's going to come and it's going to maybe kill him. Mm -hmm. So they try to call – they call the secretary. The secretary had already opened the package and they find her dead with a note Mm -hmm. in there, a a nice binary code note cryptid. Mm -hmm. Who who doesn't – if you're a nerdy scientist who's into artificial (laughs) intelligence, what better way to make a note? Than in a binary code. Of course. I
3: think the best part was they were like, Oh, it's binary code. Okay, we can translate this real fast. And Gabriel's like, Got it.
1: Yeah, he's the one's like, one zero one zero one 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 zero. And then nice. we find out that it says, Welcome to the future. Mm-hmm. Because this technology is the future. Um and you know, with the show, one of the things that I think is cool that it deals with these technologies are not far off. You know, this singularity concept and these nanite technologies and you know, using these Organisms that are microscopic but are computer-based to fight diseases like cancer and fight other things. I mean, they're in the works now. These are things we could see in the next year, five years, ten years. You know, that are being used. So it's cool that they're using something that is relatable, but it's still just far enough away from us that right. it seems like oh, cool. This is a kind of little science mm-hmm. fiction. This is a little bit actiony.
2: I think it adds to the novel. And there's a little, little
1: bit of terrorism yeah. in there as well. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think it adds to the novel show because it is something that you could see realistically right. happening, you know, yeah, in like, 10 years or 20 right. years or, you know, you know really close. Or the right 80s, they the talk about
1: biochemical weapons. Exactly. The same thing. You know, someone's exactly. sister on the corner. Right.
3: And, and I think what's really exciting is that nanites, we said this last time when we talked about what was happening this week, is that. The, the idea of nanites isn't an original idea we've seen it on uh, yeah, revolution, revolution. Uh-huh. on dr who on all sorts of shows right with the nano genes and the nanotech and the nanites and i think it's just really getting closer as we see it more often you know what i mean it's terrifying it is terrifying <laughs> you so since, since you're talking yeah. <laughs> about
1: that this is one thing that i wanted to point out about this show that i've been kind of thinking about a lot and um with other shows as well, one thing that I dislike about this show is, to me, and I, I say this about several shows, there's not enough rules in the show that are structured in a way that there's no no way to stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just they introduce things and now it's like, oh, well, let's introduce something else. Um, and, and Yell's another podcast I do for Almost Human, and I was saying the same thing about that show. There's not, like, a structure that holds them in and keeps them accountable. And I think that's one thing that makes audiences stop watching shows is because there's no world that they live in right
3: well let me let me present it to you like this go this is all technology that they're introducing and and creating and i'm not
1: saying this episode i'm just saying the show no no
3: no. in shows in sci-fi shows Mm -hmm. in both almost human and intelligence they don't have these rules they introduce this new technology they go look at this new technology we live in a world that also doesn't really have those rules we can people are working on making these new technologies so I think they're trying to be, you know, without structuring and making rules, saying, look, we're in this world. It could happen.
1: I don't leave the Etherbus studios. I don't see those things happening. I live in a bubble that is this room. <laughs> that You're makes the under the so desk.
2: sad. <laughs>
3: right.
1: <laughs> I am tanned by fluorescent lighting. <laughs> but, yes, I, I mean, I agree. And I see that that's similar to the world that we do live in. Yeah. And those are the technologies that are out there for us. However, as a TV viewer... You want rules. I want a little bit of structure. It doesn't have to be like extreme crazy structure, but I don't want to see things that pop up and then disappear and then pop up and then disappear. And then what was the point of me getting involved in this specific episode and the endeavors that they went through if it's not something that I'm ever going to see again?
3: Well, well, you don't know that it, you're never going to
1: see it again. I, to the, At this point, correct. I do not know that I'm never going to see it again.
3: We can assume that you'll never see it but again.
1: But you're
2: based on history. Yeah.
1: Based on history based of based television. History. I, you know, If I'm creating a re- relatable character and mm-hmm. a situation and I'm getting involved in these things that are happening, that's what I want as a viewer. I want those things to be relevant again.
2: Mm-hmm. But do you do you think, based on what you're saying, don't you think that science fiction genre in general is something that is made that way? You know, it is something that isn't happening. It, it has to do with things in outer space and aliens and things that are, are things that we think may exist or may not exist or things that think could happen and could not happen. I mean, you look at the old school like Star Trek. You know when that came out, and I mean, I love Star Trek, but mm-hmm. you know, I didn't think like, oh my gosh, Vulcan, you know, he has a Vulcan grip and he can grip anybody, and then they pass out. I mean, I didn't think like there needs to be limitations. Mm-hmm. It's science fiction, so I'm taking that for what it is. So, but, but even in you... that,
1: they they live in a, a structured world where the people on Star Trek that live in the Enterprise mm-hmm. have a certain ability or not because of their human. Content and the Vulcans have a certain ability because of their structure, and they're taught that, and it's explained early on, so you know the rules of their world.
2: So you're saying that with what's going on now with these new sci-fi shows, there's just it, it, it has no boundaries, right? Gotcha. And you will need boundaries. I need a little bit in your science. fiction And that's why
1: Star Trek ran for so long, All right? <laughs> and
2: because <laughs> it had boundaries. Because uh, it had boundaries, not because it was
1: good. Because stra- it had boundaries. Listen, George Takei, shout out to you. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that is why it ran so long
3: just because, <laughs> it, just because them. T- <laughs> I'm
1: all right alive. we're getting off topic That's so binary code that we find in the episode right. they actually zoom in on it and they find that inside the binary code is a manifesto of 350 pages uh-huh. based on a uh, quick analyst by our good friend Vaughn using his chip mm-hmm. he discovers that there's patterns based on six different things that they saw and these patterns tie back to another doctor Dr. Gordon Grayson who's the leading leading expert in expertise that is in artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. and everyone knows him. And he's also known to be a little bit crazy. So he is the one they're going to go after because he's clearly the person who did this.
3: Are we? Are we not going to mention that that is uh, David Marciano, who is also on Homeland?
1: David Marciano, Gordon Grayson, Homeland. Thank yes, you. I it just wanted that duly noted and mentioned. Yes, thank you. Yes, Gordon Grayson. <laughs> Um, I, I like this little scene though where they're analyzing the text because uh, Bryce Tyler is also sitting in the room and he's like watching him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait, how did he do that? He's mm-hmm. like, it's right there on the screen. I'm just reading the screen. <laughs> right, can right, just, right. Can you see? <laughs> it's right here in front of me. Obviously. It's right over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it's right there. I pulled it right, up. Right, So, yes, Nelson telling <laughs> jokes like Nelson does best. Well, he was,
2: he was trying to be serious. I know. It was. It, but it was just, yeah.
1: But Vaughn didn't care. Like, Vaughn knew that he shouldn't be doing it, but he's right. still just like, blah, 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 and spit yeah, information. Exactly.
3: I have the address. Right.
2: No, he <laughs> wasn't triggered. Yeah. I
1: found him. Let's go. <laughs> We're already on the way. And so they pull uh, Bryce out of the room, and, you know, I like the point where he confronts him, because this starts the turmoil that we yes. saw, and he's like, don't be afraid of what you are. You're the future. Mm-hmm. You know, you and the technology that you have, you're the one that's going to lead this technology and things like it. So embrace it.
2: I have a question for you, too. In, um, w- when you see his character, uh, entered in, and you saw seeing him challenge, uh, Vaughn, at, w- did, at some point in time between that time and the time you found out he was dirty, um, that he was part of, you know, what was going on, did you think that he was, you know, did he come early, or did you,
1: were you surprised?
3: Oh, I, I didn't trust him from the beginning. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh you didn't?
1: Okay. I, 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 thought he was the villain right away, too. Okay, okay. I'll like, just as soon here. as they, um... Called
3: to warn him, well, I was like... That's the villain. That's the villain? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I thought there was something weird about him right away as well. And I was like, why would your secretary be listening in headphones? Like, that was a little dicey to me. Mm-hmm. And then after they captured uh, Gordon Grayson, I was like, no, this, he's not the bad guy. This mm-hmm. is it. It's got to be the other, guy. The other yeah. guy. Like, I was just like, it's got to be him. And right. he's like already inside Cyber Command. And mm-hmm. ah, they let him in the front door. Ah, oh, dang it. Idiots. <laughs>
2: God. <laughs> no, I was just curious because, I mean, I felt the same way, but I just wanted to see what your yeah. take was on it. No, it's
1: it's good. I like that take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so they go to get Gordon Grayson, and as any good uh, person who writes literature that stirs the world up, he's got escape routes in his his building. That was amazing. <laughs> he's like, Ah, I'm out, and he drops to the floor. <laughs> right.
3: I think the line was, uh, "You're just going to put me in a in a hole, right? But but it's too late now. you uh, already there."
1: And then boom, <laughs> he's done. He's got okay. his own. And then they, I was already the hole was rigged up with explosives, so yeah. they couldn't follow him. Right. I like that. And then the Underground Railroad makes an appearance <laughs> in intelligence. Right. This is a throwback, if you will, from years past. <laughs> so speaking of throwback, you know what's a good throwback? Huh. What's that? iTunes. Oh,
3: I saw that coming. Because on
1: iTunes, not only can you download old beats, you can download any podcast that AfterBuzz TV does. Any pod. Any podcast. Available on any of your devices. So, guys, thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate you being here. We like being here for you. And here's what you can do to help us out. You want to know? Yeah,
3: what can we I would do? like to know.
1: Let me tell you. Okay. You can go to the iTunes. On the iTunes, you can check out of over 67 podcasts that we do for free every single week to 25 million subscribers. Hmm. hmm. Really? That's interesting. And how is it you say we can help you? I'll tell you. <laughs> By giving us a five-star rating on the show, leaving us a comment on our YouTube and or iTunes channels, because that's what we do best. The way that we can be the best intelligence show that we can be is by making us the most searchable intelligence show that we can be. Exactly. And that's the best thing that we want, is we want to be found by people like you. So we can talk about the show, answer the questions that you have, give away free stuff. Yeah. And, you know, deep down inside, I'm going to tell you that size matters. And a five-star rating is the biggest size that you can have. It's huge size. It's it's (laughs) huge. Five stars. Five stars. That's really what you
3: want. That's really what
1: I want. And that's what everyone else on this panel wants as well, including Steven in the booth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just waited for that to see to reply.
1: So thank you for tuning in. iTunes five stars. Love it. Anyway, back to the topic at hand here. He is the future. But we see that he does have limitations. Because when they first go to Gordon Grayson's house, Grayson has done something to his apartment where he's unable to scan the building.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he can't figure out what's going on. He can't do a heat signal. And then they get in the camera after they get into the building is also on a separate frequency, and he can't hack the camera. So after he's been given this pat on the back, if you will, by Bryce, hey, you know, you're the future, and you can do this, blah, 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 he, there's things he can't do now.
2: Well, that and that's what I think is good. Like I said earlier about this episode, that he met a lot of challenges in this episode. Yeah. Even when um, they went and he got you know to the car and got away in the car, and they found you know the car and the tire tracks, and they're trying to find out. And then he's like, "Oh, scanning and all this scanning kind of the stuff." Tire. right? And <laughs> then she says, "Oh yeah, it's a Ford." Ford. And he's like, "What?" Based and on the tire like, width. He's like, "Oh well, you know my brother's a gearhead." So I mean, it's just like he can't do it all, and that's good. And I hope that they continue showing that because. Mm-hmm. There's your limitations,
1: but it seemed so. The limitations, though, to me, seemed too easy. So, like, not the overcoming of this. So, you object. want
2: certain types of limitations? No, no, no,
1: no. I'm, gl- I, am i am sorry. Yeah. it just <laughs> seemed like.
2: Come on, no, hold on. It. Come Let me on, Let me explain.
1: Let me explain. I'm going to explain. Bankers
2: can't be choosers. You're, okay. yeah, you're looking for? Okay, you. yeah, you're looking for. Yeah, you're not so, Speak English, guys. <laughs> I mean,
1: something as simple as the building is lined and can't be scanned. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't hack the cameras. Why can't other people do that? Why can't that be a limitation every time?
2: As opposed to just this one As time. As opposed
1: to this one time when it was convenient that it fit the storyline that now he's the this limitation where he can't scan a building because it's something they put in the building. Hmm. So, it's again, it becomes a matter of, oh, it fits what we're doing right now versus it, that could be a recurring thing. If they've come up with something that he can't scan and they could start using it more in other episodes.
3: Then they'll eventually be some sort of terrorist who knows his skills and goes, well, yeah. I'll do this because he can't do it. And that would be interesting to watch. Right, because right.
1: the terrorism... In this episode, Gordon Grayson has no idea that Vaughn exists, and he's not even the terrorist. Yeah. So he didn't do this to try to prevent Gabriel Vaughn from getting into his building or anything. It's just something that he did as a scientist and to protect himself. Right. Mm-hmm. So why can't other terrorists, who are obviously smart enough to use biochemical weapons and or nanites, come up with these things? I
3: That's see a good what thing. you're saying.
2: What well, needs to be written down?
3: Yeah.
1: D- that's all. That, that is all. <laughs> it
2: needs to be written in the script. But, but you know what?
1: They do it the old-fashioned way, sneaking around the, the cameras, Metal yes. Gear Solid style, right. around the walls. And then after he escapes, they chase him down. And th- again, he's using the stoplight thing, mm-hmm. and the, they're scanning for the Ford vehicle. Mm-hmm. And they figure out that he paid cash. They're looking for tax records for someone that paid cash. And then his mom's maiden name. And they find- I,
2: I have a question. Did you guys notice? Um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but um, you know, she was feeding stuff to him. And there was one thing she fed him and he already had it up. So I don't know if there was, if that was, he was just more intelligent, like he knew what she was going to say, no, or I if that was a mess up in the fact that it in, was up before. CGI? I, think it was, yeah. I
3: think it was wrong. I think you're wrong on both. I think it was when Excuse they, me? let, me, I can explain. Well, no, let me, let me defend my statement. Um, <laughs> Better. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it's when they're looking up information on the computer back at um, Cyber Command. Mm-hmm. He is seeing what they see on the computer. So they pull it up. He sees it. And then she says it. You know what I'm saying? But it depends on what screen.
1: Because if you looked at the screens when they were showing from Vaughn's perspective, Mm -hmm. there was a screen that was to your upper right corner. Those are the things that he was seeing and pulling up. And there's a screen to the lower left a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that was the actual panel in their vehicle. Mm -hmm. Because that one they kept showing uh, Agent Jameson. Uh, and he was in there, like, doing stuff on the computer. Right, right, so, like, right. that was him and what he was pulling up. But if it was in the screen that was to the upper right, that was Vaughn's screen. So that could have been a mistake based on the CGI and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff.
3: Well, the stuff that Vaughn Are
1: is Are you talking about up, when the form? That was the thing. I, it was a form. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. the, uh, the tax form.
2: Yes, yes. She said it, um, but
1: he had, but it had already uh, had, like, it like it the, had already the idea right, of the exactly. form. Right.
3: Right. I'm saying that I think... Um, PJ, CJ, what's it?
1: Nope, name? that's uh, your, Michael Ratty is the character you're looking for, and that is Agent Jameson. <laughs> my apologies. Come no problem. Now. You better uh, get it right.
3: Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I'm boy. taking back my <laughs> statement. <I>, I'm done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> done. That thought just died. <laughs>
1: it's done. Go. Cool. Oh, no, She gave up. She gave up. I'm sorry. I was looking down, and it wasn't even painted. anything you were saying. Uh, yeah. I,
3: that's why my thought died. Okay, because he's not paying attention. Oh, is that what it is? Oh. I got sad.
1: It's a sad, sad world. So moving on. After they catch him, uh, they're in there and they're they're interrogating him and they're talking about him being a terrorist and you know the things that Grayson does and he says you know I'm not a terrorist, I'm a political activist and I don't want to hurt anybody but they're telling him that people have been hurt. At the same time, we have a cool little conversation going on with uh, Bryce Tyler. Doctor Cassidy mm-hmm. and Lillian Strand. That seems a bit sketchy to me. This is again. This is one of the points that it was like, oh, clearly he's the bad guy in this uh, episode. Oh, okay, because mm-hmm. it was like this overlapping. sort of asking these questions that right. you know didn't feel like what he should have been asking. Right. And this is where we get then the Frankenstein monster and you know him saying you know I am the monster. He cuts the camera off and starts like threatening him and you know he's, he's threatening uh, Gordon Grayson. You'd think in Homeland, he'd be used to it. <laughs> but we find out that in the scene too. this is another thing, that Vaughn is still uncontrollable.
3: Right. Because he's human.
1: Because he's human. But he, I, I think, that aside, human or not, I think he's still going to do what he wants to do. And he does it several times in this episode, towards the end. Uh, but in this part, he cuts the cameras off and is threatening him and mm-hmm. being this uncontrollable Frankenstein monster. Right. Um, because that's his personality.
2: Well, and that's been the fear, I think, ongoing Correct. that he's going to do that. That was the president's fear. That's been the fear of you know the higher-ups. Weatherly and the exactly and, and that's why all of them. Riley they, they, is there. They've all mentioned that. And exactly. That's why Riley's there, to protect him, but also to kind of keep him in check yeah. as well. Protect him from himself. Mm-hmm. Hey, there you go.
3: She's a glorified babysitter slash security guard.
2: Slash slash beautiful security. woman. Slash
3: beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. No one's arguing
2: that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I think that... Um, i think that's going to be that could be his demise you know before he even has limitations mm-hmm. um i think that's going to if if there is one let's say um where he's fi- you know finally has these challenges that he can't overcome i think his emotions and his feelings as a human is going to override challenges that he has as his ability with his you know special gifts and, and
1: him solving the problem is going to become more important than obeying orders mm-hmm. exactly yeah exactly I agree. I think that could be something that we will see. Mm. Let's save that for the end for predictions. predictions. Anyway, so this is when we learn then when they're interrogating Gordon Grayson that um, a cell phone signal goes off. Riley gets a text from an unknown number. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Grayson passes out and is bleeding from his nose mm-hmm. and has been attacked by these nanites. So they're, in, they're investigating into his body and they put this correlation together that the nanites are, are a machine. Mm-hmm. they're not an organism they're not a virus so they're actually triggered not just by opening a box and not just by breathing them in but they're given a command through an sar signal that's been piggybacked on the cell phone but that's something that vaughn is unable to track to trace mm-hmm. basically and he doesn't know it's coming until it's too late so again another limitation that's three that we've seen in this episode
3: is that why this is your favorite episode? No,
1: that's not why it's my should favorite should be the episode. name of the
2: episode. Limitations. Limitations.
1: Because <laughs> Size Matters is the best name of an episode to date. Yeah. Agreed. So I don't think it should be limitations. But <laughs> yeah. that, that is going. Good, <laughs> sure. good point. There was a lot of limitations in this episode by everyone. So mm-hmm. um, after he leaves and they try to investigate the body. He's using an electron magnet to try to pull the nanites out because they're machines. They're mm-hmm. metal. So he's kind of pulling them out of the body. And I love this little moment that they had where they're, like, doing the father-son thing because mm-hmm. it shows the limitations of Nelson. Right. Because yeah. he, he's smart, but he's not his dad right. by any means. And, like, he's holding the little blood clot or whatever he has. And he's oh. like, there's a million nanites in this. And he's yeah. like, oh, great. He's, like, about to pass out, about yeah. to throw up. And he's like, why are we wearing these suits? And he just wants to get out of there. And they're like, the the micro—, micro magnet electron magnet is pulling the nanites out of the body Mm. and this weird like skin scene and like nasty alien nasty alien looking thing but that's okay because we find out this is why that they're being killed because they're being triggered and turned on so it was a good little scene um and then what else happens do you remember
3: then they realize that it's not uh, Gordon Grayson, and it's actually
1: uh, oh, you Bryce Tyler, you Bryce,
3: what?
1: Nothing. That's all. I was just oh. playing along.
3: I was. Am I going too he's fast? Did I miss something? No, you were no, right on I'm speed. right. That's you're right. what happens next. Yes.
1: Gosh. Well, no. We find out that that he's the villain, and they're going to go get him. Right. But at the very same time, and a cell phone as they're using the magnet. And the microscopes and stuff has been left in the office to trigger more nanites. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. And this is where to me the episode got good. Like this is the part where it's like, really? Is he gonna is he gonna die? Because it goes right to commercial, like right after the phone rings and his right. nose starts bleeding. Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, like what's gonna happen? I immediately wanted to get on IMDB and see how many episodes that he was billed for. Really? Because it's like, does he die? Did you? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm not at liberty to talk about You're that. A cheater. No, I'm not cheating. You're no. a cheater.
3: This is the moment in the episode where I went, Oh my God, I love him. I don't want to lose him. But then we come back from commercial, and what did we discover? That he's not dead. He's not dead. And Yet. I was like, They missed the boat. That would have been heartbreaking and wonderful and risky for a show. And I think it would have really solidified the audience. I think so too. I think.
1: But,
2: but, but I. Uh- I agree. I'm sorry. I don't want to leave your no, point, it's fine. but what I what I will say is I agree with you, but at the same time I don't think the show is in a place that it can do that.
1: It can't kill There's not enough characters. This is not to kill This is not like characters. Walking
2: Dead where you can kill off people and then you're still engrossed in the show even though these are principal characters. I think every principal character needs to be there until the show solidifies itself as that.
3: I think if you look at quality uh dramas Mm -hmm. you see the like best ones everyone's favorite ones the ones that are winning all the awards Mm -hmm. they are risky they're not
1: afraid to kill off a major character
3: they will kill off a major character and they will do it quickly
1: game of thrones has killed off like six major characters
3: game of thrones you fall in love with any character he's doomed
1: they could leave hey spoiler by the way game of thrones (laughs) fans who haven't watched episodes Somebody gets killed. <laughs> Somebody gets killed every week. Someone's gonna die.
3: Everybody dies. So um, you think
2: you think for the sake of the show they, that that's something that should have happened?
3: I think for the sake of the show, and I think um, for the sake of the story, mm-hmm. I think. As, and I didn't want him to. That's the
1: yeah. You, and you feel for him, and you don't want him right, to die. Right. But, but you think about who can you kill off in the show? Mm-hmm. Who is disposable yet that we have enough attachment to, mm-hmm. and yet can still be replaced in the aspect of Dr. Cassidy? You know, Nelson can step up for the most right. part and fill that role. Right. Still in the show. Right. So yeah, I mean, that would have been an optimal choice of somebody that you do kill off if you're killing off a character. And I agree that would have solidified an audience because that would have been this heart wrenching moment mm-hmm. in the show that really really pulls you in because this whole scene and I, and I thought the same thing as I was watching it I was like wait why isn't he dead like instantly because right. everyone else died right away yeah, right.
2: or very shortly
1: and very shortly yeah. and I, I know they got the, micro, or the, the magnet out right away and were mm-hmm. kind of using it right. but even between that amount of time
3: mm-hmm. that
1: just seemed longer than everyone else right. and as
3: soon as you saw that he was still alive when we got back from commercial that was when you knew that he wasn't going to die
1: well I mean yeah. I knew he wasn't going to
2: die because of the show like I just knew that they wouldn't kill off a character, right? Knowing how the show—it's not, show not that type of show. It's not that type of show. They'll kill people off, and I—I right.
3: I think they missed a really great opportunity. And and I'm—I just want to make it clear to the fans that I did not want him to die. I do really love that character. I think they should have killed him.
1: Yes. However, that being said, <laughs> had they killed him, it would have been great for the plot line. Yes. That's what you're saying. And I agree, and I, I think that would have been a good twist and turn in this episode, because, you know, with the characters that we've seen have been killed off, or written off, rather, there's nothing that's been really an attachment to any of these people. We don't feel bad that Amelia is not back yet. I mean, we want mm-hmm. her back. We don't feel bad, necessarily, that uh, Mei-Chin hasn't returned. We saw Agent Griffin for the one episode, and we kind of hated him, but we still kind of want to see what happened with that. Mm-hmm. So these characters that have been in and out, mm-hmm. they don't have the level of commitment to us that Dr. Cassidy does. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. They missed the boat on that one. But we'll see. Maybe they'll close somebody off next week.
3: Probably not. Maybe.
1: Maybe but, not. But we won't hold our breath. <laughs> but anyway, so this is a cool little scene, too, where we see the Frankenstein monster return. Because Vaughn's going down to interrogate Bryce and to find out what he can do to save um, Dr. Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's, like, attacking him and throws him on the desk. And, you know, we see the soldier coming out of him and basically tactics of torture I think he was ready to do that. He, was, he was ready, to,
2: based on you know what's happening earlier with snap. him
1: and antagonizing Riley
3: was, him. Was ready to sit back and let exactly. it. Oh she yeah, did.
1: she sat back and let oh, yeah. it happen.
3: Oh yeah, Great.
1: so and and he's uh, torturing and talking to him, and Riley's kind of egging him on, and he's talking about his blood, and then it, revolution, revelation, even <laughs> blood happened. They figured out that they could potentially kill the nanites. Mm-hmm. Because they only have one purpose, and if the blood is cold, so they go up and they ice him down. I was actually really surprised and how, impressed with how much ice they had that fast. I was like, oh, where'd they get all this ice?
3: So, I was thinking about that as well, about the ice, about the whole medical procedure they were doing, mm-hmm. and that they didn't have any, me- they don't have medical equipment. So, like, uh, Dr. Cassidy died, and they they needed to restart his heart. And every other medical show will tell you that you have to... Um, Defibrillate.
1: That. Mm-hmm. Right. Clear it. Right. Clear
3: it. Either an AAD
1: machine or a defibrillator. Right, right.
3: Uh, but they don't seem to have that.
1: But they had so adrenaline just, that they stabbed yeah, in his heart.
3: They just waited. <laughs> uh,
1: I Which, just, if you've ever seen The Rock, that works. It does work. It does work. I've tried um, it. The yeah. other
3: thing I wanted to mention was that when Riley says "When uh, the warm blood and it, triggers and he figures it out. Mm -hmm. It's again what you were saying in previous episodes that um, one of his, one of Vaughn's limitations is that he doesn't think creatively. Mm -hmm. And he needs Riley to like, you know. She's
1: the one that basically finds the drain, as they said before, in the puzzle. But he kind of, she triggered the answer in him, but he did in his own figure it out, I guess.
3: Right, but he wouldn't have figured it out. Had
1: Riley not been there. Yeah. Right.
3: So So it's again, I think we're gonna, I hope not to go into predictions, but I hope that that becomes an issue that she tries to leave or something.
1: If she goes away and he can't figure the puzzle out because she's not there right. basically to, to give him mm-hmm. either the, the answer or the clues to find the answer mm-hmm. and the right you know, pattern, if you will. The puzzle yeah. pieces don't fit together in his mind without her putting them in the right angles
2: right speaking of that just by itself what if i'm just hypothetically knowing what we know about these characters and about their development and their roles with the show what if do you think it would be a different situation if they would have put the chip into riley like would she have been the ultimate you know what i'm saying because she's like
3: better than
1: vaughn yeah we've got may chin
2: yeah <laughs> well but may chin hasn't come back
1: she will you right. think
2: so I hope so. You want her to come back? I do. Okay. Um, she knows it. (laughs) She knows it. But but I'm really... I
3: think um, not just because she's a woman, uh, I think Riley would be a much cooler thing uh, a, a but then we would, would we'd chip. have the
1: whole issue with emotions and that kind of stuff would play into it in a different way i think than it what, does
3: what you want to i want to hear what Let, you let's have a to female
1: <laughs> emotional debate please listen <laughs> we don't s- have that much time i'm gonna step
3: out
2: of
1: the room you just took
3: this conversation somewhere i really don't want it to go
1: i went there because i wanted to see what you'd say
3: did you not see that look on my face <laughs> yep oh, oh. Who.
1: Casey missed the look on her face. It was priceless. All
2: I want to say, I was just thinking. I mean, obviously, it it would take away from the you know dynamics of the show. Right. It would just be interesting because she's we already established that she kicks butt. She's you know she she's in her own right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 just dope. So if the chip was in her, if that would be a different situation. You know what I'm
1: saying? And maybe him being the role of the protector, or whatever. I guess that
3: would be more like a. I want to say Bahanic woman, but that's not mm. what I'm
1: Well, what what the cool dynamic with this, though, is because the chip is in him and she is the protector, it's uh-huh. very different than, you know, your status quo of society where right. the man is protecting the right. woman.
2: No, I understand. And that's what we've talked about yeah. before that is dope about the show.
1: Yes. So let's that. leave the feminism out of this. Let's leave the female emotion out of this. Yeah. And let's talk more about Dr. Cassidy coming back to life. Yeah.
3: He lived.
1: He did live. But it was cool how he lived. Because he was able to tap into the electron magnet and basically see he did Vaughn. a cyber rendering, yeah, yes, Gabriel Vaughn did a cyber rendering of, through the electromagnet to get on the right frequency to find the nanites that are inside his body mm-hmm. as his body's slowly dying, and you see the the giant bug. It just reminded me of those, like, Orchid Man commercials, like, the bugs in the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's slowly <laughs> dying, and you see its mouth slowly <laughs> shutting and it's wilting. And he's like, wait, wait. And he's flatlining. And he's like, "Now!" Just in time, they stab him with the adrenaline. Mm-hmm. They're pumping fluid into him. But we don't know if he lived. I mean, we do know yeah, he yeah, lived. Yeah, I was, like, was going to say, <laughs> what? We've talked no. about it. In the show, while watching, we did not know if he lived.
3: Really? As an audience, we didn't know. I mean,
1: I knew because imdb beat it. but <laughs> Cheater. Are, I he,
3: didn't beat it, and I knew it.
1: You might have not known. But he, he lives. That's great. We want him to live because we're not there yet. We can't kill anybody off. I know you want to. I want to, too. But we can't. We can't. It's right. too soon. No. Too far, too soon move on moving right along all right so um this is a a good point because again we got this great story um we saw some emotional side of dr cassidy but at the very end of the episode he gets the last word because he goes in to interrogate bryce tyler Mm -hmm. and he brings out a box and he's like oh yeah we found this encrypted code on the cell phone that you used and why'd you call your secretary's you know cell phone instead Mm -hmm. of her office phone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he opens the box and he's like you want to take that risk and he's dialing on the phone and the smoke's coming out of the box and he's mm-hmm. dialing 747 seven, and then Price breaks doesn't admit to anything but we know because he's broke
3: yeah,
1: he's the villain he's the of one course. that did it and he blamed everything on Gordon Grayson because everyone would believe it since Gordon Grayson is a little bit eccentric mm-hmm. right. and has made not terrorist based threats but you know he's very vocal about his opinions on things right. and mm-hmm. has been put on watch lists for the things he's said and mm-hmm. his beliefs of the future powdered sugar Genius. Genius. Powdered <laughs> sugar. I don't know if it was powdered sugar or not, but I'm going to try that. I think I'm going to get a box and open it up and see if powdered sugar flies out.
3: <laughs> I'm going to send you a box and let's see if it's powdered sugar.
1: I hope it is. I'm going to...
3: Delicious. <laughs> or it's nanites.
1: I hope it's na- Actually, heck, send me a box of nanites. I'm that a box for of nanites? sure. What? Are you kidding me?
3: Let's
2: see what happens. Right.
1: Okay. So we'll get the last word. The case is solved. And like every good episode of Intelligence... We have to end the show on a Riley and Vaughn note. Of course, yeah. he calls her for the nightly checkup, even though it's almost sunrise, mm-hmm. and they're both still up. Mm-hmm. I
3: thought I thought he had, uh, she had said that they'd already had their nightly checkup.
1: It, it and that was, he was too late. It again. was too late for it, or All something. Right. We, I don't know if they had it or not. It was too late for it because right. the sun was almost right. Up. Right.
3: I thought he was just calling her a second time.
1: Mm-hmm. He was maybe.
3: Yeah. Anyway,
1: because we saw at the very end of this episode, they have a date. Aww. They were going to go get waffles. Uh-huh. So, But is that really a date, though? I mean, I mean, in, in listen, cyber if you world... Call, if you call a girl before in the morning and you're listen, like, dude, let's go I get waffles. I know what a date is.
2: I'm saying, do we think that that's a date with them?
1: I wrote that it was a date.
2: You wrote that it was a date? You think it was a date? Or you want it to be a date?
3: Uh, here's my thoughts on it. Okay. He asks her out. His wife, girlfriend, whatever Amelia was, he's still, like, she just died. It may have been months, But you've been searching for her for Mm -hmm. a long time, and she just died. And now you're asking out some other girl? Like, he's moved on way too fast.
1: We need him to move on way too fast so we can bring her back. You think that's going to bring her back? That's that's what we need. That's That's
3: the
2: drama we need. That's that's the drama we need. We We need.
1: need... And, and you got to think, though, too, they spend an absorbent amount of time together. Mm-hmm. They're together day and night right. doing these cases. They're partners. They work together. They're traveling together. They live across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So they see each other, you know, 20, 20 yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So there is no reason from the standpoint of love that th- that much time with someone could not force you to forget about someone else because you don't have time to think about that someone else. Mm-hmm. So it could be possible that Amelia has been forgotten just because he hasn't had time to think about Amelia. Because when he's with her, they're doing stuff and they're having a little banter and they're on cases and he's working all the time. So or he's working out like he does sometimes. So there's, that's plausible to me that all right. that, that he forgets about her because of Riley being around.
3: All right, I'll allow it. It's just it it seems a little odd or far fetched because. When she arrived, when Riley first arrived, he'd gone through a bunch of different agents because he doesn't like any of them. All right. And he, fi- he like, within the first episode or two, he's accepted yeah. Within the first episode, he's accepted it.
1: But they're not Megan Ory. Are you kidding?
3: That's, I don't know if that is the point.
1: That is I the mean, point I, that I'm making.
3: I get it. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Yeah, just let it happen. <laughs> let it
1: happen. Let it happen. She is Ask her out. We have a lovely end of the episode moment where they're meeting for Waffles in Waffles. five minutes. Yes. And it ends with a smile from Vaughn. Aw. I saw that smile at the end. So, it was a good episode. I'm telling you. I, I like this episode, I think, so far the best of every episode that they've had. Because it, it drew me in. It gave me some background on some mm-hmm. people. It mm-hmm. gave me a little softer side of people. We saw some connections being made that we didn't have. Saw some technology that's pretty cool. So there was a lot to this episode, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's all I've got. You got Wait. anything else? About no. this
3: episode? I've made all my complaints. You've now. made all your complaints, <laughs> and
1: her hair wasn't in her face at all this episode. I watched for it. Although <laughs> somebody, oh, on our YouTube yeah. ch- somebody on our YouTube channel did comment about that and mm-hmm. how they agreed with you, and they're like, nah, I would never have my hair as my partner either. Right. So thanks for that. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> let's move right along to the best part of the show. Yeah now
3: you're
2: at the
1: you didn't even have to say <laughs> it. I didn't, have to say you didn't it. even have to say Steven it. predicted my predictions before I even what? got it out that's crazy Rah. It was the uh, fingers. It was yeah. the, the wavy fingers. Right, right the nerdy gang if signs. If you also aren't watching us on the YouTube video, I'm waving my fingers like flashy lights. Uh-huh. Light the lights. Flashy Light, flashy. Not, not like flashy lights. Not flashy lights, but like flashy lights. lights. Sort okay. of flashy light-ish. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen next week on episode uh, number eight?
3: The next episode, from what I saw, looks like it's going to be Gabriel's soldier backstory. We're going to learn more about his time in hmm. Afghanistan or Iraq or both. Um, and it's... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited. I'm like, I'm just enjoying the ride at this point. Mm-hmm. Is that is that okay, guys? Can I yes. just enjoy the ride?
1: Just size matters and enjoy the ride. Exactly. What do you think, Lem?
2: Um, what do I think? So I think that um, I think the show is, as a whole, is going to continue going in with you know they get these assignments and they do them. I don't think it's going to deviate much. I think it's going to kind of follow the same pattern. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: this, this is the most backstory that we're going to get.
2: Right, exactly. Um, I w- will say, though, that at some point in time, whether it's in the next episode or after, they're going to have to give Riley's backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to get that because they kind of touched on it a little bit. Yeah, and the in the Secret Service, Service episode. Right, with, exactly. With Griffin. Right, but I think they need to dwell more into how she is, why she is, the way she is. Um, love life. Exactly. love all life that. with Agent Griffin. Well, yeah. he, of, he said
1: he was going to return. Yeah. So Michael Trucco tweeted me and said he was coming back. He said back. he was coming back? Yeah. Okay. He said, don't be surprised if this yeah. isn't the end of Agent Griffin. So, so if he
2: does come back, then it definitely will come up. So I would be interested,
1: you know, to see that.
3: What uh, episode number is next week?
1: Hold on. Wait. Can I just do my prediction first? No, no, no. no stop. I'm going to do my prediction first. Because my prediction is next week we are going to see Mr. Octavius Johnson. Yeah! That's uh, my I know. I saw it in your face, and I didn't yeah. want you to ruin it. I've been sitting here sitting on it for the last 40 minutes. Look how ah, that's so I I Got it radiant. my prediction. I can't believe you
3: took that from oh, me. Oh, yeah.
1: You're welcome. Octavius Township, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, yeah. for coming out and listening to us talk about intelligence after show here on after Buzz TV. We'll see you next week. What? Where can we find you? No, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Guys, tell them where they can find you.
3: The people can find me, hopefully they want to, on Twitter (laughs) and Instagram uh, at Yael Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And uh, online at Yael.tv, Y-A-E-L.tv.
1: And
2: you can find me um, all day, every day uh, on Twitter and Instagram at The Poet Saint.
1: I guess, since we're giving shout-outs, you can find me at (laughs) ryanooks 92 on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Yahoo, on the Snapchat. Back to what I was saying before, before I was so rudely interrupted by everyone else.